0: warriors what's going on i just got back from a week-long vacation with my family and i want to tell you about a few lessons that i learned i was reminded of as far as exercise and blood sugars and insulin sensitivity so i'm going to share some stories with you guys and show you what i learned through that process and what you can learn and use in your own lives as well all right so let's get into our theme song All right, now before we get started today, I wanted to read a review we got on our podcast on Apple. This is uh, from 117Kevin. This is username. It says, as a type 1 diabetic of over 20 years, a pro cyclist and someone who is very passionate about diabetes, I love this podcast. Five stars. Thank you so much, 117Kevin. Uh, And for everybody listening... If you can take a moment after listening to this episode, leave us a review every once in a while. I read out reviews. I'll shout you out as a thank you for leaving us a review on the podcast, on uh, your Apple podcast listening. So that's a great review I wanted to share with you guys as a thank you to 117Kevin. But also, uh, something else that I wanted to mention before we get started is something happened yesterday. Someone placed an order for this guy right here, our trending health journal. This is a health journal for diabetics that I put together. And... Every once in a while the, uh, the software that we use has a little bit of a tweak, a little bit of an error and I get to deliver this one personally to the post office. Now most of it's automated and I don't touch it but every once in a while this happens. So when this does happen, I get to add a little personal touch to it. So if you ordered one of these journals recently, you might be getting a little personal touch from me included in your order. So uh, that also goes out to everybody. Every once in a while this happens and I get the opportunity to add that personal touch. It's fun for me and it's a fun little surprise for you. So if you're looking for the Trending Health Journal to better document your blood sugars, understand what's going on behind the scenes, I encourage you to check out trendinghealthjournal.com. Grab a copy and you just might be one of those lucky winners that has a personal touch added from me. Now into today's episode, we just got back from a week-long vacation. It was amazing. Going into it, I was a little bit... Nah, I like vacation, I love my family, love San Diego, but I hate being taken away from my work. It's, it's a passion of mine. I thoroughly enjoy researching type 1 diabetes, coaching type 1 diabetics on more stable and predictable blood sugars, changing lives, but it's important that I recognize taking a break, making sure that I reset and enjoy time with my family is also very, very important. So. What that means is I worked a bunch the week before, got everything set up for the week of, and I was actually able to relax with my family. Now, these vacations, they are a bit different than most people envision, right? Vacation, you think of sitting in a chair on the beach, maybe sipping margaritas or something, and uh, enjoying the scenery, maybe going to the buffet, kind of letting loose on your diet. My family does things a little bit differently, all right? They, uh, They don't stop. (laughs) <laughs> I think this is part of the reason why I am still so active at my age, which sounds ridiculous when I say it because I'm not old, but uh, I, find, I find that a lot of people stop being active after high school and college, right? Uh, those who even played sports, collegiate levels like I did, still kind of slow down after college ends. My family, they do sports as kind of a get-together, so this whole vacation thing We did multiple sports every single day, (laughs) which as a type 1 diabetic, if you're not used to that, can be a bit of a scary thought, can't it? You think about going on vacation, and then you're introduced with this, let's go hiking, let's ride bikes, let's play volleyball, soccer, basketball, surfing, paddleboarding. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, that's a lot of activity. What What do I associate with activity? Low blood sugars, right? A lot of people are even frightened to go into these activities, to go into fun, because of the, the association with low blood sugars, and they let it hold them back from experiencing life to the fullest. And I'll be honest with you, I used to have this exact same reaction. I used to go into activities with this fear surrounding it, of am I going to go low, or I'm probably gonna go low, how low will I go, right? And instead of focusing on spending time with family, with friends, in the sport, you're focused on blood sugars and, and worried the whole time. And of course, worry is really us fearing something that hasn't even happened yet, and that's just stealing joy from your future self, right? That's no fun. So, I wanted to, uh, to dive into this vacation that we had. Very, very active. Lots of sports, lots of activity, and walks, and experiences. And because I know how my family operates, I know to expect lots of activities, I went into this vacation with that mindset of like, okay, we're gonna be extra active, What can I do to prepare? What can I expect from these activities? Now, keep in mind, we just crossed a three-week marker since my surgery, if you've been keeping up with our podcast, right, or with our videos. Because of that, I've been unable to exercise for three weeks. (laughs) No workouts, no lifting anything over 15 pounds. It's been ridiculous. Ah, It's a big chunk of my life that I'm missing. But here's the, the exciting part. With this increase in activity, it almost mimics my workouts on a blood sugar perspective, right? From that insulin, insulin sensitivity perspective, we have increased activity increases insulin sensitivity, which means on a simple level, the more you exercise, the less insulin you need to take typically. Okay, I wanna add that typically, (laughs) not for every single person, but in most cases, as you increase exercise, you are likely going to require less basal insulin, less bolus insulin, because you are more insulin sensitive or sensitive to insulin. So, with these activities, right? I haven't worked out in weeks, so I've kind of adjusted to my new insulin needs. I've had to take more insulin because I'm not working out every day, right? I go into this vacation, I'm like, okay increase in activity is likely going to cause increased insulin sensitivity, which is likely going to mimic my life before the surgery when I was exercising every day. So I might even go back to my previous insulin to carb ratios because of this constant activity, right? Now I'm not going to be lifting weights on vacation. That's not what we do, right? It's volleyball, soccer, it's all team sports. It's, it's fun stuff. That's more cardio based, right? Elevated heart rate for longer periods of time. And as a result, we see two differences in these types of activities, these types of exercises. Weightlifting, which I'll get into more in a future podcast episode. Um, I think it'll be fun if you guys kind of follow me through my recovery. Since now I'm, at, I'm past three weeks, so I can start lifting again. But weightlifting typically causes more insulin sensitivity. right? It lasts for up to 72 hours. So it's, it's a bit more consistent. It's a bit more drawn out where you're more sensitive to that insulin. And then the cardio-based exercise, the aerobic, right, is going to be a little bit shorter term, but still very much present. So with going for a run, going for a walk, playing volleyball, skateboarding, biking, hiking, these things are going to increase insulin sensitivity, but likely only for 24 to 48 hours. So one to two days versus the anaerobic, the weightlifting, up to three days. So what I'm looking at now is as long as I'm consistent in these family sports and these family activities, every day that I'm likely going to hold on to the same or similar insulin sensitivity that I had before my surgery when I was working out. It's kind of exciting, right? So as I increase activity, keep in mind, we got breakfast, do some kind of a sport. Lunch, do some kind of a sport. Maybe a snack, do some kind of a sport. (laughs) It's just all day, every day. Now, of course, nights, we do game nights and we do slow down and we enjoy each other's presence. We have bonfires and uh, you know, toast marshmallows. In fact, I, 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 might, I might have let myself experience a low blood sugar so I could go and have a s'mores without having to bolus for it. <laughs> I don't recommend that. But um, with these higher level activities, right, every day, multiple times per day, doing these things that are increasing insulin sensitivity, even though it's shorter lived, it's so constant that I'm constantly peaking my insulin sensitivity, which means one of two things can happen during this vacation, right? Two strategies that you can use to keep blood sugars in range. One of them being adjust your insulin. That's the smart route to go. That's what you should definitely be doing (laughs) because as your insulin needs change, you should match your insulin needs, right? You should not just kind of guesstimate and now for some reason I keep going low every hour and I'll figure that out later. No, that's something you should definitely look into. Now with my expertise with blood sugar management, I chose to go a secondary route, which is not smart. I do not recommend it, but I knew through my surgery recovery, I lost quite a bit of weight unintentionally like muscle. You don't want to lose muscle. That's the bad kind of weight to lose. (laughs) Uh, As a result, I wanted to gain some of that weight back. I knew that with my activity level, I'm going to be burning a lot more calories. So instead of reducing insulin, I increased snacks. I knew that on vacation, we would have snacks galore. We would have incredible meals. So all day long, I get to snack, 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 snack which also most people, if you're interested in weight loss, I don't recommend that at all. That's a concept called feeding your insulin, where you take too much insulin and you have to keep eating, which means you're consuming more calories, which can lead to unintentional weight gain. That's something you don't want. So I planned this ahead, again, not the smart route, but I knew what to expect. As a result, I was not surprised by lower blood sugars. As a constant snacking strategy, I was able to keep my blood sugars above 70 for the majority of the trip. In fact, uh, I believe I spent about 98% of my time during that vacation in range. That's incredible, right? 98% of the time I was between 70 and 180. During vacation where I am doing multiple sports per day, that's unheard of. Now, the reason I can do that is because I understand the gears behind the scenes, the big gears that are turning in my diabetes management. Right? There's 42 plus variables that we have to worry about, but you don't have to worry about 42 because some of them are very small gears. They tick, 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 and they turn, and they don't really affect a whole lot of things, but they do affect a little bit, but the big gears in the back that are swinging, those are the gears you want to keep an eye on. This one of them is activity, right? We talk about overall activity level changing your insulin needs. Whoa! It changes your overall medication need. That's insane. That's a big gear, right? So focusing on activity. As my activity increases, I increase snacks. Or you can also decrease your total insulin to match your new needs. So this is common with cardio-based activities. I say common. It's not you know 100% across the board, but commonly. You will see a short-term duration of increased insulin sensitivity, and you are also likely to see drop in blood sugars during the actual activity. So anytime my family said, Hey, you wanna go for a bike ride? Hey, you wanna go play volleyball? Hey, you wanna go paddle boarding? Hey, you wanna skate, bike, uh, basketball, soccer, all these things. Anytime I got an invite, I check my blood sugars, look at my insulin on board, right? How much insulin is still circulating in my system. And I go, okay, I'm gonna have X amount of snacks. My go-to last week was cookies. (laughs) I'll be honest with you, they were delicious. They're from Trader Joe's, those little mini cookies, so you can grab like six of them. And six would be 10 grams of carbs, four grams of fat, I believe. But using those mini formulas based on those big gears, right? increase in activity, we're gonna go exercise, I have a little bit of insulin on board, I'm gonna have a quick snack, to try to boost up my blood sugar a little bit if I'm not already in range or not already high, give myself that buffer, and then I can go into those activities with snacks being brought with me, right? Because I have these extra variables I'm I'm gonna worry about. And that strategy alone kept me in range about 98% of the time. Now, the 2% that I wasn't in range, I was low. Be cautious, okay? And these lows were not fun. Uh, I dipped in, I mean, they weren't dangerous at any point, but dipping into the 50s, it's not fun. And technically you would say 50s is dangerous, right? But I knew it's because I pre a little bit too much and I had a full meal. I was at home. I wasn't in any danger. Popped a glucose tab and it shot right back up to 90 or whatever it was. Uh, so, you know, I was never in any real danger, but knowing that I am more at risk for lows because of these activities, I literally carried snacks and glucose tabs everywhere I went. I had my little sling, my little backpack. Inside I had glucose tabs, I had protein bars, granola bars, like I was prepared. And because I was prepared, I could use that strategy. And that's why I say the smarter variation of these strategies is to just adjust your, (laughs) to just adjust your insulin needs, right? As your insulin needs change, you adjust the insulin you give. That way you can stay in range and play it safe. So I did not play it safe. It worked out because of my my specialty with blood sugar stabilization and predictability, right? Uh, And because this is what I do, literally, this is all I do is diabetes. But uh, understanding that aerobic activity, specifically cardio-based stuff, these team sports, in most cases, these are going to fall into the aerobic category. Sometimes they fall into a mixed category, right? where I'm kind of jogging around and I sprint real fast and I jog around and I sprint real fast. That's kind of a mix of aerobic and anaerobic, but for the most part aerobic activities or cardio, hiking, walking, jogging, running, uh, biking, all these things typically drop blood sugar. So keep that in mind as you go out for these aerobic activities, these cardio based exercises, uh, you know, even something as simple as running errands, doing chores around the house, these can still fall under that aerobic threshold we want to be cautious of a drop in blood sugars as we partake in those activities. So, adjust your insulin as necessary. If you know that you're gonna be constantly more active, expect your insulin needs to go down. Expect an increase in insulin sensitivity and make those adjustments as necessary. Now, of course, I am not a doctor. I cannot give you medical advice. I'm not telling you you should go change your insulin without consulting your doctor. You have the power to make the choice in your own life. I can't tell you how to make your choices uh, but you know, if you've got a good medical team, <clears throat> this is where you can loop them in and say, hey, I expect I'm gonna go have a more active week, vacation, my family's nuts and I love them, but they're super duper sporty and athletic. Uh, I'd like to change my insulin needs, right? Or should I, what should I do? Should I be more aware of that? And most likely they can guide you. If you're struggling and you don't have a great medical team, unfortunately not everyone has access to that stellar level of doctors or endocrinologists. Feel free to watch my free training where I kind of guide you along these types of discussions where it's okay, increase in exercise, I might need less insulin and I need to be ready for that. So if you're looking for more trainings like that, there's some links down below uh, or you can go to diabetesinaction.com to grab more in-depth understandings of how you can make those adjustments or at least be more aware of them, right? Find those big gears that are going chick, 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 chick behind the scenes so that you can be aware of the changes that are necessary in order for you to maintain those high percentage levels of time and range to lower your A1C overall to improve your quality of life because diabetes shouldn't hold you back. You should be able to go on family vacations, be super active, and do whatever the heck you want without it always being the forefront of your mind. Was it in the back of my head still? Absolutely. Like I said, I always carried sugar with me. I had snacks. I was always wary of, okay, we're going to go be active, I'm going to eat real quick. right? I was ready. But once I I took part in those strategies, I was able to shift it from the front of my head all the way to the back and then focus on creating memories, lasting memories with my family, with my adorable little nephew who's a year and a half old now, with my sisters, my brother-in-laws, everybody. That's possible when you're able to to run your diabetes nearly on autopilot. And that's where I want you to get. So understanding these big gears, right? Cardio, you might see a drop. Be ready for that. Increase in overall activity. You might see an uh, increase in insulin, insulin sensitivity, which means you might need less insulin. Be ready for that. Once you understand and find what's true for you, you're able to start predicting blood sugars and get that blood sugar formula in motion, right? The 80-20 blood sugar formula can give you that life of freedom, spontaneity, adventure, but you do have to take the first step and implement, all right? listening's great. Learning is great. But it's time to implement and take action. So head over to that link down below, diabetesinaction.com. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, if you want to grab one of these journals and who knows, maybe get a little personal touch from me, head over to trendinghealthjournal.com. The diabetesinaction.com link is a free training I did recently. Highly recommend checking it out. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Remember, you can also leave a review and uh, I just might read it on the next episode. Alright, thank you so much for hanging out with me, listening, and always showing up. You are awesome, you're a warrior, I want you to keep up the fight.